What's up, everybody? It's Matt DeMarinas here, White and Blue Review. Been a while, obviously, with things um, not up and running from a Creighton perspective. Uh, content has been staggered. I apologize for that, but we're, you know, doing what we can to kind of keep everything moving until we get going again. Um, for now, we do have um, former Blue Jay, uh, Jalen Agnew, now currently of the Atlanta Dream and the WNBA, doing her thing down in Bradenton, Florida. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into some stuff for you today. We're going to talk about life in the league, <laughs> um, life in the bubble or the wobble as you guys, do you guys use the term bubble? bubble? Um, some people don't like the term wobble, but I like it. I think it's funny. <laughs> you do like it? You're pro wobble? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Life in the wobble. Uh, and then um, obviously we're going to get into some social justice um, issues because the WNBA has been, you know, pretty much at the forefront of being very outspoken. And um, despite the fact that they don't um, have the, I guess, financial resources to cultivate as much change as other professional leagues, they don't, they aren't shy about making sure their voices are heard about change that needs to happen in the country. So we're going to talk about that too. Um, so Jalen, I do appreciate your time and, and, and opening up a, a window in the afternoon to talk about these things. And, uh, but well, I mean, first and foremost though, how are you doing? Yeah, doing fine. Um, yeah, just literally it's eat, sleep, ball, repeat. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> a simple life, but yeah, <laughs> as simple as it can get. Right. <laughs> Nice. I guess uh, what you probably had some, um, you know, preconceived ideas in your mind about what that would be like in terms of just going into isolation. I think when when you first talked about it, maybe you, you made the comparison that it was going to be like, a, you know, a college campus environment and uh, maybe a summer camp style deal where you're away from family and whatnot. Um, I guess how have, how has the reality of the situation you know, played into what you thought it was going to be so far? Um, I would say it's similar. A lot of people um, in the league are comparing it to overseas. Um, obviously, I haven't experienced that yet, but um, just because of all the extra downtime that we do have. Um, so, like, I told people, which I don't think I'd ever say this before, but I was like, honestly, like, if I was in college, like, I'd be okay with that right now, like, with school, because I have so much extra time, like, I could be doing homework, and I would, like, I need something to do, because <laughs> I am so tired of watching TV all the time, or reading, <laughs> and so I was, like, you need a new, uh, you need a new uh, program, then, to study, right? Yeah, I know, I was, like, should I go back and get my, like, doctorate, because <laughs> I'm literally so bored, I was, like, I could be taking classes right now, but, um, but, yeah, so, um, like I said, the downtime, there's just a ton of downtime. So, um, it's like people said overseas, um, the, like, it's nice that, you know, we, our families, a phone call or FaceTime away. Thankfully we have that. Um, but it has been difficult, you know, not, especially with me in my case, like I was in Omaha training and so I wasn't with my family there, mm -hmm. obviously. Then I went home for like three days and then they came here. And so I think that's probably the hardest part um, was not seeing them even for that. And then I'm going to be freaking going to <laughs> Russia within like seven days of leaving here. So that's going to be hard too. But um, yeah, I would say the, the reality of it is a little not skewed, but from what I thought at the beginning, it's just um, a lot more extra free time. So yeah. <laughs> Um, what, what are those, like, when you do get time to spend with your family um, or connect with them, I guess I should say more accurately, um, how valuable is that to, like, when you're in isolation, to at least have some semblance of that connection, um, whether it's, you know, like you said, through FaceTime or Zoom or what it may be? Yeah, it's super nice. It's like a kind of a little escape from everything, you know, um, just talking to your family, friends, FaceTime a couple of friends. Um, it's just nice, I don't know, being able to step away for a, a little bit. It might be 30 minute phone call or like 30 minutes, but, um, I don't know. It really helps your like mood and I don't know, everything else. They 
try to get you to stay up, you know, it's feeling down. So uh, I think it definitely helps to, I mean, I call my mom like three times a day. I mean, she calls me, but I call her too. Um, we talk literally three times a day. So um, I get, I get a lot from her. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but it's good. It's always obviously nice to hear them. Um, but like I said, it just gives you a little step away from the reality of not doing a whole lot. <laughs> How are they doing back home without you? They're doing fine. They're doing their thing. They just chill. Um, dad's obviously getting ready to start school. So he is, he's been <laughs> trying to work Microsoft Teams with me because he okay. has to do it with his class. So I've been trying to get the technology down for him. So um, you're like, mom, you're a guinea pig right now then. Yes, pretty much. Um, mom's still working from home. Um, I FaceTime them and I say hi to the dog, of course. So, um, so, so yeah, they're doing fine. Just they're hoping, I, I think they'll be able to, uh, I think they're going to start like golf lessons soon. So to get them actually doing something cause they're bored of not being able to do stuff. So <laughs> they're going to try golf lessons. So I'm intrigued to see how that will go. Nice. You're, you're a little bit ahead of them in that regard, aren't you? Yes, I would say so. <laughs> how's, uh, how's your dad's knee doing and everything? Is he almost 100% or close to it? Yeah, he's um, on a snap. So he's a Snapchat. Um, and he'll post when he goes to PT um, every day. Not every day, but every day he goes to PT. And him on the bike, him on the treadmill, whatever, walking, jogging, I don't know. But looks better every, every time. So <laughs> got, the, got it moving. So, um, yeah, I think he's doing pretty good. <laughs> nice. How's Big Bro doing? Good. He's good. Yep. Um, he watches the games. Ben, he's, thank he's thankful sports are back for sure. Yeah. Um, he was growing a beard out um, with no sports. And so that got shaved, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yes, he has enjoyed having sports back. So I know he's thriving. <laughs> nice. Um, what, I mean, you know, obviously I don't know how much you pay attention to it, but obviously through the success of the, the bubbles and even, you know, in the W, in the WNBA and the NBA, uh, I think they call them hubs in hockey where they just kind of all are in two different cities and whatnot, you know, and those are obviously the, the major sports that have had success doing it. Um, what, what's, what, if you were to, if you were on a council that's like making a decision in terms of how college basketball can return safely, um, what, what, what would be your pros and cons of a bubble? Um, I would say obviously the pros would be, you know, the fact that everyone is testing and healthy, um, that obviously a like a controlled problem. environment type of situation environment yes um i don't know i think it's good like camaraderie as well like obviously with us there's like it's a smaller league there's only 144 people mm -hmm. on that play so like literally it's like getting to know other people or um see them is like awesome um because you never know like you could play with them overseas or get traded or you know what i mean anything like that so um it's nice to see everyone so i think that's cool um what else I would say I mean I don't know it's um I'm trying to think I don't know like the food is fine like everything's good I would say a con would just be like things to do outside of um outside of obviously they want us in this controlled environment but um you know we have we have we have our excursions that we've done um mm. the pool golfing um but I don't know I just wish we could <laughs> sometimes i don't know but um i wish we could but, <laughs> yeah just this go so there's a, actually this is kind of funny random but there's a drive-through like fair food like literally right across the street from us so when we go when we leave to go to the gym um to play it's right there and so we were coming back last night and we were like let's drive through the fair take the bus through the fair at least we'll be out doing something <laughs> and so just like little stuff like that, um, I think is just, you know, kind of take for granted. But um, yeah. I do think the it would be a, obviously a great idea for college sports to come back in a bubble fashion. It's just um, definitely like the mental health of the players. And I feel like I said, I think with them, because I mean, 
depends on who's still in school and who's doing online school and all that stuff. Like, I think that would take a good chunk of their time so that they're not like just wallowing in, you know, like how Waiting they for practice or yeah, 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 exactly. Like how they performed or what's, yeah, what's practice going to be like, you know, stuff like that. So I think just um, finding ways to use that extra time that you're not on the court um, to be productive or um, I don't know, it's just probably a big thing. Yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting observation because, you know, the most popular, I guess, idea in terms of getting it back would be to do it um, in that fall break to winter return, but that would eliminate, like you said, the the need yeah. for time management of school, and if you, that would obviously bring into play all of the um, free time that you have to bore yourself to death, I guess. Is that Exactly. Seriously, so, like so that works against you, your idea, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, I don't know, because obviously, I mean, you've seen the stuff with like Paul George and how his anxiety yeah. has been high and like all that stuff. Um, you know, I don't know, I think that that's like the big thing. Like, like I said, we don't have much else to do. I, I want schoolwork right now, but um, I want yeah, schoolwork right now. Did you I ever think you're hearing it here first, everyone? <laughs> first I think I've ever said that in my life um but yeah I think which that their scenario right now would not let that happen um so I think that would be a little bit of a struggle especially depending on how they do it whether they're going to be in hotels or mm. whatever I think um you know sitting in the hotel room for hours on end probably isn't good for anyone so I hope that yeah. they would find stuff um to be able to do but outside of that because that would be definitely difficult what's the safety uh what are the safety protocols like um in that isolated campus environment just in terms of uh i guess testing frequency um you know hygiene protocols staying away from certain things uh just making sure you guys are all safe or is it just once you guys got the environment controlled you were kind of freed up is that so um we do testing every day still, um, coronavirus testing. Um, we don't have the like deep nose one, thankfully. <laughs> we just have like nostril one and a throat one um, that okay. we do. Um, every morning before we leave our rooms, we have to take our temperature and um, log our symptoms um, just in case, you know, someone comes up with a fever or something, you never know. Um, so we have that. I mean, we take our temperatures, you know, when we get to the gym because um, the actual gym we play in is – like 20 minutes away um and so we have to take a bus there um and just in case i don't know if anything were to happen but they said they sanitize the bus the bus drivers test you know all that stuff but just in case anything would happen you know they, they check there um i mean yeah like we everyone still still gets tested um i don't know i think i think it's very very safe like i tell i told people like i'm probably the, in the safest place in the world right now because really yeah, because, like, we know, like, who we're getting tested every day. Um, you know, people have come up with inconclusive tests, and they've had to miss, like, a game because of it. Um, people that, like, have come up with inconclusive tests, they take them right away, take them to this off-site facility. Um, they have an off-site hotel that they stay at until um, they're, they have, like, a couple negative tests in a row. Um, or if they had, they would have symptoms, which would have been earlier because obviously everyone now is COVID free. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so they have a whole other place to like quarantine people just so that when they get in here, they're actually like free of it or don't make sure they don't have it. So um, I, yeah, like I said, we're like the in the safest place in the world right now. Um, so I think in terms of like college again, um, the bubble would be a brilliant idea to know that, you know, those people are safe and they're, they're still able to do what they do, um, while being okay. So, gotcha. yeah, yeah. One thing I guess, sorry, um, just to add on to that, like we, I'm just trying to think of random stuff in terms of safety. Um, so obviously people like to order like DoorDash and all that stuff. Like it's no contact delivery. Um, we have to wear masks everywhere besides if obviously if you're in your room alone or you're like at the pool or something, you know, um, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty on track to what like 
hope well not what the world is doing because clearly people are not but what we're supposed to be doing um wearing masks and everything so um and like i said we're all real safe because we test every day i think that's the biggest thing that that hopefully college would be able to do um college athletics um to ensure the actual safety of everyone yeah and you haven't had any scares or anything have you uh in terms of some false positives or um maybe symptoms that weren't even related to that at all um, I've been fine. Obviously I had some teammates that, um, so we were, we, te- we all tested in Atlanta. Well, someone, one of our teammates was, um, late coming cause she had it. She tested positive. And then when we were in Atlanta, the people that were there tested negative. But then, um, when we got here, I don't know how or what, but two of them tested positive. And so then they had to quarantine somewhere else for however long they had symptoms and for however long they tested positive. Um, so that was just like a couple people on our team. Um, and so they were the only two people actually that like when they got here after testing in Atlanta and coming here that they had positive tests. And so um, I was like, I said, they so, were, they, so they contracted it then through the travel then is that the assumption? I, I guess the only place, so we, since we were the closest, we actually bust. Okay. And so, um, I don't know because we we stopped one place um to get lunch i think and then yeah and so i don't know how or what but it must have been i don't know and it was just those two when we all stopped the same place so not really sure how that went down but something happened i guess but they're the only two that actually like brought it with them whatever um but and that was all a while ago so wow well, good. Yeah. It's good. I know. Obviously, everybody's been playing since, so it's good to know that they're doing yeah. okay. Um, just in terms of like being a WNBA player and and that itself, like, um, there was you were obviously really excited to be drafted. Um, obviously, Washington waved you eventually, but then Atlanta signed you. Like, so you, you didn't get much time to recalibrate after Atlanta signed you because you kind of had a couple of days before you had to head to Atlanta and, and get yourself ready to go. Um, but what's, what's, what's it been like? And now I like going back to the, the preconceived ideas, like in terms of what you were expecting to what you've experienced so far as you know, being a, a, an official. Um, just the like of being a WBA player. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's obviously it's completely different. Um, it's like, <laughs> Obviously in college, you know, we're still, people have to not control us, but like our coaches are our coaches. Um, not that they're not here, but we're adults here. So like people can literally not do whatever they want, but it's just like, oh, it's fine. You, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like a whole new thing. Like if people don't want to um, like shoot or they're like, oh, we have, sh- we have shooting or um, p- put up some shots and, or you can like leave whatever. And people just like, I don't know, leave, and they're like, all right, see you guys tomorrow. It's like, peace. Like, I don't know. There's just no, um, no, like, Not pressure. as much structure to it? Yeah, I would say there's no, not as much structure. So it's just, I don't know, more, like, free willing, I guess. I don't know, mm-hmm. in terms of that, um, which obviously not used to because I'm just, like, everything's set out for us. You know, we have this, this, and this um, in college. Um, I don't know. I would say – I'm trying to think of the preconceived notions. I didn't really have any. I was just like, wow, I'm going to, I still like, it's still sometimes crazy that I'm like a WNBA player. It's like, I I was having to, I was getting like a new bank account or something like that. And they're like, where, what's your place of occupation? I was like, (laughs) National Basketball Association. I'm like, that's so weird. Like, it's so weird. Like, just a crazy flex right there. Just like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, and the guys I was doing like with the, with the, um, like, whatever teller loan manager guy and I was like women's national basketball association he's just typing it in I was like I said that I did say that (laughs) it was so funny um but yeah I really don't know like the like preconceived like notions that I had I was just like we're just gonna go play and Mm -hmm. that's and it's still weird to consider this my job too still you know what I mean it's like people work like a nine to five and I'm like I have I have my normal like practice film scout and then it's like what else? <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but, 
Wait, it's just what crazy. Do I now? <laughs> Literally, just be, like, just be an adult and play basketball. Yeah. yeah, it's like insane. So I'm like, wow. That's why I'm like, I need to do something. I need a doctor. <laughs> I need something <laughs> to keep me. Um, I don't know from just keep me. I don't know in line, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to still think. It's just. It's just I'm a I'm a college athlete without school. That's <laughs> what it seems like, really. So yeah, what's it been like, kind of trying to find a role on a team that's like, you know, you had a they had ten new players, so obviously there was it was pretty difficult. I think I can imagine it was pretty difficult for them to kind of find chemistry with that group. But they also, you know, made some acquisitions that they invested a lot of you know money and resources in that they wanted to see what they have here in terms of their future so you know as the season has gone on they've kind of shrunk in the rotation a little bit um well I guess what's it like been trying as a rookie and a signing that kind of came in through um some opt-outs what, what's it been like trying to find a, a role on a team that um you know maybe didn't really have you in their plans I guess yeah for sure um Obviously, it was tough, um, and, like, as a rookie, unless you're, like, picks one through ten, one through ten, like, you you know you're probably going to maybe play a little bit, not play that much, and so I knew going in, I probably wasn't obviously going to get a ton of playing time, um, and considering our roster, um, you know, that, but um, I think it kind of goes back to, like, my redshirt year, you know, mm-hmm. um, very similar in that aspect. Um, having like my extra lifts and extra shooting workouts, um, just being like a kind of like a cheerleader on the bench a little bit. Um, but um, we have this, we have this thing before every game, we have our bench mob. Um, and so we like have a little breakdown as the starters go out, we have our little thing um, with all the people on the bench. And we always say, you know, whether you're 30 in there for 30 seconds or 30 minutes, contribute, do what you can. Um, so I think that's a nice little thing that we do just to, you know, keep us all, um engaged lifted engaged yeah um and so I don't know like I said it's been tough um you know sometimes you know you play sometimes you don't play and that's the one thing with Richard you obviously knew you weren't gonna play but Mm -hmm. it's like am I gonna play am I not gonna play still obviously still have to be engaged um, with everything going on um and in the game scout all that stuff you know just in case um you do your number does get called but um um yeah I mean it's been it's been fine. Um, it's just an adjustment, you know, going from playing 38 minutes to right. not as many. So, um, but yeah, it's just you know all learning curve. Um, still, obviously, had to learn like how um, the like the W does stuff in terms of um, different actions that they run. A lot of ball screen stuff, um, new terminology, like all that stuff. Um, still a learning curve I still still sometimes don't know <laughs> what some stuff means um but um I mean for the most part yes yeah, been just a learning curve and um hopefully I can take what I have learned to um Russia and then hopefully back in the W <laughs> it looks like you know from when you do get some run it looks like they have a pretty um you know structured uh, system for what they want to do to free you up to let you do things. I think, you know, they run you off a lot of stagger screens and things like that and, um, you know, try to get you on a catch uh, or on, on a, off, off, off the move. Um, what's that adjustment been like? Because I, I don't know if – correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if you if you were catching on the move a whole lot on, you know, at CU. I think there was more, you know, everybody was moving type of deal. Exactly, yeah. Um, it's definitely been different you know, coming from motion-based to a more, we're definitely ball screen heavy league, like throughout the entire league. Um, and so it's like, I, I literally, I've told, told some other day, like my, I don't think I've ever could say like my mid-range game was great, but I've shot so many, like the last like three months, just from all the drills that we do coming off like ball screens and stuff, that it should be freaking good by now. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's just um, a whole different way not to, I mean, not to play, but I was just so used to being in that motion offense, you know, for so long. Um, that's still an adjustment. Um, and obviously I didn't come off any ball screens playing the four. So, right. so um, that um, has been an adjustment as well. Um, so it's just, yeah, a whole new, new kind of way to play for me. Um, 
And so just trying to, yeah, do that. And um, I had, there's been, I would say the Phoenix, I think it was the Phoenix game. I had a, a ball screen and like pass to, I think it was Monique Billings. And I was like, wow, like I actually did that. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, I've been working on this and I actually did it. Like, wow. Um, <laughs> I was just so not used to doing that ever. And so, um, yeah. So it was a little pocket it, pass thing. Like, yes, you know, yes. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't think I've ever come off a ball screen and thrown a pocket pass. Like, <laughs> I, seriously, I was like, I was, I was watching, I watched you do that. I was like, Whoa, she can, I was right? like, I don't think she did that at all. at you. That was pretty slick. No, literally, no. I was like, I, don't, I rarely came off ball screens. I always was like, do not set me a ball screen. And so now I'm like, I think back and I'm like, wow, I should have had more ball screens set for me because I'd actually know what to do. That's um, here. Yeah. So, so yeah, like it's been a learning curve obviously, but, um, just a whole new way to play. <laughs> um, I don't, I kind of want to get into like some pinch yourself moments if you had any, because I, I just imagine, um, like, just because you're so modest, like you probably, it probably took you a while to even believe you were going to be in the league, and then for it all to happen, I imagine it's been sort of a whirlwind. So, like, first question is like, what was your immediate reaction, or can you recall it? when, uh, you know, Coach Collin turned to you in that Dallas game and, like, called your number and said you're going in type of deal. Like, what was – like, okay, I'm checking into a WNBA game here. This is legit. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I remember because I stayed with Carly Tritz um, in Omaha while – or, I guess, Berger. Whoops, sorry, Carly and Nate. Um, <laughs> I stayed with them while I was in Omaha. And so um, when she was like, wow, like, the first time you get, you get called in, I'm going to be um, so happy. Everyone's going to be watching, blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of like um, went up there and I was like, this is kind of crazy. Like, and Carly said, everyone's going to be watching. So people are going to be watching, you know? So I was just like, ah, I kind of like blacked out for a second. I'm not even lying. Um, really? <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, it was just um, a I cool moment. And stuff. Literally, it was like, all right, Jalen, just don't mess up. <laughs> it was like my probably initial reaction, honestly. Um, but yeah, it was just like, like don't do anything embarrassing and just say you did something <laughs> so um yeah so it was just obviously a cool moment and to be the first obviously blue jay to be in the game um was super cool so um definitely an awesome moment <laughs> I, I know how mad you get when this happens so i've got to ask because i i laughed when it did like i think you were checking enrique right away and she and, and she dotted you for a three off the glass and then and Alicia mad, and I, Yeah, and I know you're mad about that because like that's a shot altered and it still went in. Like Yes, and I, I'm pretty just, sure Alicia Jalen Agnew defensive competitor that you are and how mad you used to get in college when that would happen to you when you were in the right spot, doing the right thing, and you still got scored on like <laughs> what was that moment like? So I was so mad. Okay, so that happened and then Alicia Gray's I tipped it and it still went off the glass in. Um so I literally was like first literally the first game I was like why is this happening in the first game and I was like I guess this is my welcome to the WNBA <laughs> like, yeah, right. um but yeah I was just like really like could I have not like my first game and that happens but um it was fine I mean it's gonna happen I mean every That's day, basketball right <laughs> yeah every day can make those type of shots too so I wasn't that I was mad but I was like we'll see but then it happened again and I was like Okay, and then Coach brought it up and filmed the next day. We watched it, and she was like, well, welcome to the WNBA, um, Enrique and Alicia Gray. Shot two makes and bank threes over you, and I was like, I know. And I just started laughing, and I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, I thought it was good defense. When it went in, I was like, oh, she's going to be pissed about that. I know, and that was my, my whole thing. I was like, all right, I just need to keep her in front of me. Obviously, it's Enrique. She mm -hmm. can – you know, do everything. Um, yeah, handle. yeah, and so I was like, just keep her in front, like, and my hand was right there, super close. She shot it, literally, I think it went outside of the frame, like, actually, and then it banked in, and I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, that, that Indiana game was, like, the first one where you got to go off a little bit. I mean, I think uh, you guys got off to a really good start, and then they just blitzed you, and um, – Coach Colin probably was like, all right, listen, we just got to throw something in there and make it work and cash two threes right away and transition. Uh, like how, 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 
I guess, senior year Creighton did that feel to just be in there and there wasn't, they weren't really thinking plays. You were just, you know, filling in transition and you catching and go and like, let it go. To see it go in, obviously, I felt pretty good too. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, um, well, I know they, um, I think that game, especially our pace was not good to start out with. Um, We were like really slow. And so I was like, all right, when I go in, I need to just make sure I run the floor hard. Um, hopefully like open stuff up and we'll see and so um, also Blake Dietrich is great at that she has like a crazy motor and so I was like all right Blake and I are in we can like bring that energy get some pace ball movement and so um, I think yeah one of those we were or it was transition um, it was me her and someone else was running I think it was Mo was running down the middle and um, yeah Mo just um, like drug my player in a little bit and opened on the wing and um I was like, I was, I kind of stood there for a second because I was like, please go in, please go in. <laughs> and then I was like, woo, that one went in, all right. And then the next one, the rotation was just messed up and I was in the corner, um, wide open again. So, um, yeah, it, it did feel good, though, to get those two in because the um, Vegas game, I was 0 for 5, of course. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, thankfully, I like didn't forget how to shoot, geez. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was nice to. to well, it's too, it's too bad because, like, the, with with your limited role, the sample skies can go south in a hurry if you're like off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was it's like, like oh, I, I thought this kid was a shooter, and like she's just you know over five. What's going yeah, on? Shooting twenty percent for the for the year because <laughs> I've I've made two out of like yeah fifteen. I don't know. I'm kidding, but but yeah. So I know it's weird. The sample size. We always talk about that, like in our scout, especially. They're like, yeah, she's shooting 6% from the, from the three, but she's shot – it's a very low volume. She's shot 10 or something like that. So um, that's a big thing, too, um, different statistics and stuff like that um, that we looked at um, kind of are different from college, I guess. So, um, yeah, that's kind of just a random little thing. But So what's been the craziest moment for you in a game where you're like, either I can't believe I'm about to like have a ball and this person's guarding me or I can't believe I'm guarding this player right now. Like what's, what was, what was uh, like, uh, this is unreal right now. What's, what was, any moments like that at all? Um, definitely guarding Sue Bird. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, Ooh, like, please do not score me. I did not want her to score me. She did not Thankfully okay. she was, uh, I think she had just come back though from, something right I yeah think. she had like a she has she's been battling knee bruise yeah yeah and so she had just come back, so probably not gonna be that aggressive um unless she's like wide open it's like just don't give her any open looks um but it was crazy I was like the super I was like I need someone to get a picture of this document <laughs> but um but yeah I said that's the craziest thing um on the court at least off the court it's just crazy scene literally and it's so cool that we're all in like uh, in this environment because you know, if it was a normal year, you would just go and see them, like, during the game, you know, but I see Sue and Megan, Megan Rapinoe's here, by the way, yep. um, I would see Sue and Megan, um, just out by the pool, like, as I'm going to lunch, I'm like, this is insane, like, Megan, Megan was behind me once, um, for COVID testing, and I was like, this is crazy, like, it's just insane to, like, see everyone all the time, and, like, these literal goats, like, I have, this is so random, too, I have a cliff bar, like, um, a cliff bar, and it's, like, Megan Rapinoe's like Cliff Bar. It's her like. Oh, it's like sponsored it's right. Yeah, she's sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I have this Cliff Bar with her on it, and she literally lives like down the street. This is insane. Like it's crazy. <laughs> like one day I should go up to her and be like, Hey, do you want this Cliff Bar? You're on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you're on this thing. And she's like, Yeah, I know. She's like, I know, but it's you're here and stuff. And just exactly. Like, yeah, so, I am. <laughs> it's just crazy seeing everyone. It's, yeah, just insane. <laughs> uh, has Diana F-bombed you in the hallway at all, or is she you dealt with No, that? thankfully. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would be scared. That could end the average human being if that would happen. Like, oh, my so. goodness. Literally, like, so after her lobby comment, um, yeah. you saw that one, right? Yeah. Um, the next day we saw her. She was outside. Um, I think it was, like, during lunch. She was outside talking to someone, and I was like, She's getting ready to see someone in the lobby. She had this, like, the way she was talking to someone, uh, I think it was, it might have been Sue, actually. She seemed a little, like, heated still. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, gosh. I'm like, DT's about to find this ref in the lobby. It's <laughs> <laughs> something. But, like I said, it's just crazy seeing them, like, all the time. And it's just, like, 
like you can't help but to stare it's like dt is a like goat and it's like yeah. you know <laughs> it's crazy right. Right. And I think Sue mentioned something like that, too, because Indiana was talking some trash about her not playing against them or whatever. And, and then yeah, she, she, was like, she was like, I think they forgot they had to see me in the, like, the lunch line. And the stuff lunch like line, that. yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. It's like, you'll be next to them and you're like, hey, you're like, that was Sue Bird. Like, she gave me the other day, she was with a group of people or something like that, and I was talking to them, she gave me a thumbs up, and I was like, guys, Sue Bird just gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like crazy, and then obviously, like you can't fangirl because it's like he's like a coworker kind of. Sure. But then it's like I'm still fangirling. I don't care, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, so you're like, you're like screw it. Until I'm at that stature, I'm just gonna go nuts. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to so bad to be like with Megan. Like, oh my goodness, can I take a picture? But I'm like, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, you kept your cool. I think you should do it. Honestly, like, what are you waiting for? No. Is it just like it, it's not dignified? You can't. You can't like. It's like. Hopefully, people are watching this are going to think I'm lame, but... <laughs> no. Unwritten rule, I guess. Yeah. It's, like, it's like saying, like, you're, can I take a picture with my coworker's wife or girlfriend? You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, probably <laughs> probably not the... <laughs> well, you guys should, like, do a jersey swap or something. Just, like, go up to Diane after a game and be like, hey, you want my uh, jersey? She'd be like, no, not really. Yeah, she'd be like, well. I don't know you. It'd be awkward. Like, well, can I have yours? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I swear, I always say that. Like, we'll see them, and I'm like, hi, and then I'm like, they have no idea who I am, but I'm just saying hi, just because. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one I laughed about was that Phoenix game because you were like kind of in your bag, if you will. Uh, like we talked about the pocket pass that you pulled off, and then uh, there was another like nice pass to I think Alexis. Oh yeah, you came off a ball screen left and like left your feet and like you know yeah was, got off um, got off Steve Nash with it and stuff and I was a little upset that I left because I I hate doing jump passes I don't know just like the fundamental person in me I was like don't ever do that and then I I did it and I was like thankfully that worked because I the bucket <laughs> but yeah it worked but it sorry, looked slick you look, it looked like Diana like out there she's like oh dang she's just like knows wow. where to leave her feet and like hit it yeah and then oh, also. The best part, not the best part, the worst part is, don't get me wrong, love my Big East fam, but they'll, they, did you see the Big East when they were like, our two player of the years, Diane Taurasi and Jalen Agnew going against yeah. each other, and I'm like, do not do that to me. <laughs> I'm like, Diana Taurasi, like, I might not even get in the game, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I'm not joking, I saw that, and I, like, immediately, like, thought back to uh, that, um, what was that thing they did? Uh, it was like a live chat with like Sue and Megan and Diana or whatever. And yes. Diana was just like, I just want to kill every rookie I see. Yep. And the Big East tweets that out. And I'm like, are you trying to get Jalen killed on national television? Like what is. I was like, I really don't think she like, if she, she does have a Twitter, but I don't think she like runs it, runs it. I'm like, if she were to see oh, okay. that, she'd be like, who is this girl? You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, <laughs> thankfully, but. No, literally, I was like, they're really going to do that to me? I'm like, that's Diana Taurasi. I'm like, you cannot compare me to Diana yeah. Taurasi. <laughs> like, just hit me up in the replies and, like, leave Diana. Yeah, literally. I'm like, <laughs> don't even, like, why even put my picture up there? <laughs> hers and be like, maybe Jalen might get in the game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. Well, like, on that Phoenix game, though, uh, the other one that was really cool, obviously, you stuck that three like it was nobody's business, but – uh. Like, you came off that ball screen and uh, made that quick read on Sophie overplaying your shot. And then you're going in for a layup. And this is already after Phoenix, like, sticks their starters back in because you guys had, like, made it kind of close enough where it needed to have – where the starters had to come back in. And, like, you're going right to the rim, and Brittany Griner is, like, has, like, a beeline at you. And I'm like, uh-oh, this might not. <laughs> what were you thinking as you're coming – and like six foot nine, two time defensive player of the year, all time great Brittany Griner is getting ready to like send that thing in, back to Andover, basically. When I'm glad Sophie fouled me because when I say I threw that thing up there, <laughs> I threw it up there <laughs> because I was like, if I get my shot, like, I don't know, just because I like block shots and like, I know it's so demoralizing. And 
Like it really is. <laughs> and like, just because I've done it so much and I'm like, if Brittany Griner watched my shot, like I know it's Brittany Griner, so like it's fine, but it's not fine. So I'm like, fine, please don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my goodness. So I literally, if you rewatch it, like the shot does not even look good. The layup does not even look good because I'm just like, man, like, please go. <laughs> like, I like I easily could have like made that an and one because like she barely hit me. Like literally like, and it was my arm that was down. So like, yeah. It was I literally, yeah. yeah. And so I literally could have made that, but I was like, nope. I was like, just throw it up there. <laughs> Please don't let her swing this back in my face. Yeah. Yeah. And then that I think cool. afterwards, like, um, BG, because I, like, obviously I've watched the replay, and BG and Sophia are, like, laughing. And I'm like, I guarantee BG was like, I was about to swat that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, you probably were, but thankfully you did it. <laughs> yeah, but I got you, so it's good. Here's my two <laughs> exactly. at the free throw line. You can't guard this. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, your free throw streak. You want, so, to talk about, you want to talk about that at all? Like, I don't know. Sorry. Oh. Uh, it's, it's fine. Um, it's fine. My, so, <laughs> it's not fine. It's not fine. Um, <laughs> so, we obviously, like, shoot free throws in um, practice and shoot around all that stuff. And whenever I miss, my coaches are always like, come on, Jay. Like, and I, I obviously miss in practice, like, mm. in at Creighton. It's fine, whatever. They're like, come on, Jay, you know, you're 95% free throw shooter, NCAA um, record holder, blah, 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 or something. And so then they literally the week up leading up to that, I swore I heard that probably three times. And then Carly Tritz Altberger, I keep doing that, said something to me, I think that week too. And she was like, sorry for jinxing it before, before I missed that. And so I was like, you guys are setting me up for failure here. You just keep talking about it and it's going to it's going to happen. And of course it happened. So yeah, she, uh, I think after you hit the, I don't know what game was where you hit those free throws. Was it Vegas? Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So you hit the free throws and those were your first WMA points. So Carly like texted me. She's like, Hey, what's Jalen's uh, free throw street. When's the last time she missed one or whatever. And I was just like, you know, December 8th or whatever. And she like tweeted it out. And then uh, I think Linda was like, yeah, she just totally jinxed her. Now she's going to miss her next one in the league and it's going to be over. And yep. Yep. There, there I went. So yeah, it was yeah. just leading up to it. There's so many factors. <laughs> like people kept talking about it, text, and I was like, "Well, it's gonna happen, guys, eventually." Yeah. <laughs> so, Y'all are working yeah. overtime to end this thing, so it's because I'm gonna miss one eventually. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like, geez. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I wanted to. I, I don't know. Like, what's it uh, being part of this team and everything? Obviously, you have different characters on this uh, squad. Uh, like, you know, you got Hollywood, Kennedy Carter, um, Courtney Williams, who just seems like a trip. Uh, but like, you know, you know who like I think is has been really impressive to me, and maybe doesn't get the on court love. Although the last couple games she's been really good, so she's been starting to get it. But Elizabeth Williams, like, she just seems like a really good, like a player you need if you want to win because she does all the things that, like, the stars won't do, you know? Um, and then, obviously, off the court, she's been incredible. Like, I'm, you know, just with how she conveys the message that, you know, in terms of the social justice reforms that need to happen in the country and, and making sure everybody knows that, like, yeah, we're, we're playing our – we're doing our thing down here and we're entertaining you guys and, like – it's taking your mind off of the, you know, the real world and letting you guys, have, you know, have that escapism. But, you know, don't take your eye off the ball here. Um, pardon my pun there. But, like, what's what's it been like being around her and, and kind of just, you know, following in her footsteps in terms of her ability to lead, especially in, in, in off the court? <clears throat> For sure. Um, he's, like, the, like – I don't want to say perfect because no one's perfect, but she's like the perfect leader. Like seriously, um, she's been, yeah, she's been so helpful. Um, just in terms of like vet and rookies, you know, um, she, um, she actually lives with Brittany Brewer, who's also a rookie. Um, so Britt obviously has been around her a little bit more, but, um, for the most part, like she's been so helpful, um, super encouraging, um, you know, she's obviously going to tell you like when you mess up or do something wrong or, um, ran a play wrong the other day and it was my fault. And she's like, don't ever pass it there. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Like, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> um, but, um, she's still also like super like respectful. Um, like I said, just a good leader. 
um, no, always knows what to, what's to say. Um, I, there's, there's like not much else you can say about E just cause she's just like so awesome. Um, but yeah, like on the court, off the court, um, she's been a huge leader. She's actually on the, um, player association, um, executive committee. Mm-hmm. So she's on there with Sue Bird, Leisha Clarendon, um, Natalie Achanwa, and obviously NECA. Um, and so, um, all of them, obviously I'm partial to each who's on my team, but, um, they have been great in, um, you know, with social justice, um, reform, um, our movement, you know, what our, our, t- our league is doing in that aspect. Um, she's been on MSNBC, like all these, like all these different, you know, um, sources, like talking about it, um, which is super awesome. And, um, she's just been a leader in so many different aspects and people, and I think people know that she's the right person to be in that spot. So what was the day like when you guys, uh, had to, you know, I had to bang the game against Washington and, um, you know, kind of take a, a, a stance as a league uh, together and, and in, in unison with the with the NBA after the Bucks decided to, to um, not play their game. Like, what was that moment like? Because that just seemed like I'm getting chills even thinking about it. Just watching you guys, like, I'm getting ready to watch a game. And I was, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, there, I don't think the WNBA is going to be playing today, but I'm curious to see how they, how they convey their feelings. And, like, it just seemed like you guys – all got on the exact same page and, you know, even though there were representatives front and center on the camera, like there was support back there. And I think that was a really powerful image to see um, that you guys were all together. Like, what was that like to experience? It was like the like most pro- powerful thing I think I've been like literally a part of um, that the day, like leading up to it, um, you know, we were all, we were talking with the Mystics, um, the Sparks and the Lynx, um, their game was after ours or in the other court and they had come in just from getting on the bus and they all, you know, came and joined, um, our conversation. And like I said, it's like, it's literally before the game, like we're in warmups right now and we're like all on the floor, like having like conversations about, um, you know, sitting out, um, you know, different, like what's going to happen after it. Um, the action that we're going to take, like all that t- different type of stuff. And it was just like, so I'm trying to think of like the correct words. I don't want to say it wrong, but it was just like, just incredible to just, like have everyone just come together in that moment. Um, you know, we, we said, you know, some people wanted to play, some people didn't want to play. Like um, people thought, you know, maybe playing, um, especially with our, um, with our, I would say, um reach with our reach you know playing might be the better option versus not playing some people wanted to stand in line with the nba um but we all said you know as a league whatever we're going to do we're going to do it together um we're going to stand with each other um i think our league is great about that um and so we're you know we're always behind one another and so um we all decided not to play obviously and it was just um an amazing moment that we could all you know come together um and be supportive for each other um, you know, in this time. And so um, it was just, like I said, probably one of the most powerful things I've been a part of. Um, it was just, that day was just kind of, I don't know, it was just kind of like, whoa, like take a step back and you're like, yeah, that was just, yeah, crazy. I think it's a crazy, I think it's a, you know, a pretty good encapsulation of like what, like what democracy is designed to do, right? You know, you have a large contingent you know, and obviously the sample size can fluctuate, but there's disagreements. Obviously, you're not all 100% in unison at the start of it, but when you come to a consensus, whether you agreed or disagreed, whatever that determination is, you know, everybody gets on the same page and then they do it together. Like there isn't like, you know, that's what it's designed to do, right? So imagine like that was a pro- the experience of that was probably as powerful as the imagery itself of it. Like, because like you said, there were dissenting opinions and there were, it wasn't all just like, yeah, this is what we need to do. And everybody agreed from the start. But once you guys came to that conclusion after conversation, then you all showed it together. For sure. And like, the be- not the best part, but like the fact that we were like having these conversations and it was like this person from this team was talking to this person from this team. And just like, 
not like the going back and forth just like it was just like wow like this is this is what we should be doing as a world you know what i mean having yes. these conversations like and it was just like this is hap- this is happening and look what it look what it did you know um and so i think it was just like look what look you know and just and i'm glad that they caught us you know having these conversations um that they actually caught video of us and yep. you know like showing other people like look what conversation can do look what look what happens when you have these conversations and the outcome of it you know what i mean and so um i think that was super important to see as well um on top of obviously us standing in unity um i think it was just yeah a whole the day was just like i said powerful with elizabeth like do you I don't know if you've had a conversation with her about how she like, you know, how she's able to talk about those things with just, there's like a stoic nature to way the way she just delivers that message. Like how does she, you know, not let the emotions overrun her message? Like how does she, she just seems unflappable no matter what, what kind of questions being thrown at her. Like she's just on point with that. Like, you know, I, I don't want to call it a performance because it's real, but, it just seems like she's locked in when it's time to have that conversation. Like, have you, had a, have you talked um, to her about how she does that at all? Um, well, just by knowing you, she's, she's like that in general. She's very, like, stoic in general. But, um, she's like, like I said, like, she, she's the right person to be in that, um, in that space, you know, like, addressing those things and saying it for us because of that. Um, and she just um, – she like literally means business. Like when he talks, it's like right. everybody listens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so um, just to have her be the one to give it to us, I think, or give, say, um, you give our statement out um, to tell everyone, I think, like I said, she's the perfect person for that um, because of just how she is and her demeanor and, you know, all just, just of how he is, I think. Um, and so, yeah, and, I'm, and like I said, I'm partial because she's my teammate, but I'm sure. glad she do it. <laughs> well, she's not my teammate, and that's impressive. So <laughs> it's not you're not alone. Um, I was just curious, like, as a woman of color, like, what's this summer been like for you? You know, like, obviously the first month of it, when 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 the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery stuff was going on, like, that was kind of pre before you went down to Florida. But as as you've mentioned here, like, there's kind of like a you know a lot of time to your thoughts because there isn't as much, um, you know, structure to distract you from the outside world. So you, I don't know if how often you've gotten lost in, in the situation at all, but what's this whole summer been like for you um, on a personal level to see what's been going on in the world and, and try to like, you know, compartmentalize it to the point where it's like, man, like how, I guess, how do you, you know, find a way to remain optimistic in the future? Um, it's definitely tough, but, um, I don't know. I think this goes back to just being united within the league. Like, um, our league is 80% black, like, and that's crazy. Okay. Um, just to like have, you know, that majority, um, to be able to, um, you know, like voice these things and to back, not back it up, but back it up. You know what I mean? Like 80% of our league is black. 80% of our league has dealt with some sort of racial profiling or, or knows someone or, you know what I mean? Mm. We've had people whose family members have been victims to, you know, gun violence. And so it's just like, this stuff is, is in our lives every single day. Um, and so um, it's just, the unity of us coming together um, as a league and just, um, you know, doing it for each other, um, I think is just so important. And like, again, to see it every day, you know, we, everyone wears t-shirts, um, says arrest the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We mm-hmm. have to say her name. We have different, um, our player association has done, um, you know, zoom calls with, um, you know, the mothers of the say her name campaign of whose daughters, um, you know, were killed. And just, I think it's just like been so like eye-opening and um, made it like even that much more real, you know. Um, and it's just been kind of like a summer, I guess, of um, 
I'm trying to find the right word. I don't know. Just like, I don't know, kind of, kind of transformation in the fact that, um, that I don't know, I'm kind of going into adulthood and it's like, you know, as a kid, you don't think of these stuff. You don't think of stuff like this. And then it's like, this stuff is happening. It's real. It's affecting mm -hmm. people we know. Um, and it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just like, this is eye opening. Yeah. It's just like, what the, what the heck? Um, what was it tough to deal Was it tough to deal with the situation from the standpoint of, cause obviously you guys have, I don't know what the ownership structure is of the Atlanta dream, but obviously there was a outspoken politician that didn't, you know, wasn't in lockstep with the movement itself and, and the way the league decided to convey that message and the way this, you know, the way you guys wanted to go back, play, um, resume your season, or I guess start it and play it. And then, but also make sure that throughout, because throughout all the games, like, I don't know if anyone's told you, but like league pass, like you guys have, you know, a loop of the same commercials and it's like social justice reform is like looped into that constantly. And, and throughout the games, there's always conversation about that happening. And um, it's never, it never goes on the back burner, you know, basketball happens, but the message stays, you know, in sync with it. Like, what was, was it difficult to have, um, you know, someone who was a part of that organization, part of your organization um, that had a prominent voice in, in, uh, you know, in the media and in, 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 as a long outreach to be kind of opposing that, was it tough to deal with that? You know, for sure. Um, and obviously with our team being that team, um, you know, some, we, we couldn't be as outspoken, I guess, is what you could say. Um, she, she is technically the one that, <laughs> um, like paying our checks, but the entire league was like, you know, had our backs and we're like, um, you know, with our vote Warnock t-shirts, it was like, guess what now lady, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it's was like, kind of like, <laughs> we're not messing with you. So don't, don't worry. Don't worry about us. Um, but, um, it was definitely difficult. You know, we, um, as a, as a team, we had, um, it, we were in quarantine and we had, um, a zoom meeting, um, with our coaches, um, and one of our mental health specialists, um, just to have a conversation about like how it, how it's felt, um, to have, you know, literally our owner not support us. Um, and so we've had conversations about it. Um, and again, with the, the holy, the, dichot like, the dichotomy of that isn't helpful either. Like the fact that she's in the position of power, trying to tell the subordinates, if you will, that happen to be a majority woman of color to kind of like get in line. You know, I'm not, I'm not in support of you. Like that goes back to like, you know, the whole origin of the problem. Literally. It's like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's literally like, <laughs> what? Um, so it was just, yeah, mind boggling to us, obviously. Um, but, um, yeah, like the conversation like we had as a team, you know, our statement that we made, um, the whole league backing us again. Um, I think, you know, it's like we're sure you you don't you don't support us, but we don't support you. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Um, and so I think um I don't know, our our team handled it well for sure. Um mm -hmm. I mean we had other team member or people from other teams you know tweeting at her literally at her yeah, <laughs> and, no, no, yeah. yeah. and so we were like thank you like something's coming from us too um and so um you know it was definitely difficult but that's the way we rallied together as a team and league again um just just made it that much better to tell, kind of tell her off <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, if you've thought about this at all and I don't mean to put you on the spot if you haven't but like in some ways, I feel like this is, you know, I'm responsible for the nature of sports being the distraction that can't intersect with politics in real life and like why it has, you know, why you get the stick to sports. Because when we talk about you as athletes, we only talk about the athletic achievements, you know what I'm saying? Like, so in some regard, it's a, it's the job we have to do, like, because we're there to cover the athletic portion of your life. 
um, and how it affects, you know, what Creighton is trying to do. And just, it's just basketball. Right. But I've been thinking about this a lot, like this whole summer. And it's like, are we help is sports media helping enough to humanize the people that we cover? And I think in regards to like talking about your accomplishments as a basketball player, it's not dehumanizing to do that, but like you have a master's degree in organizational leadership and you got it while you were doing all of the great things as a basketball player. And I'm like, I, I started thinking about that. I'm like, why was that not part of your narrative as much as the three pointers or the block shots or the, the wins and stuff like that, you know? And I just mm -hmm. wonder if there's more responsibility on us as people to humanize the athletes we cover. And the question it made me think of for you is basketball is going to come to an end eventually. You know what I mean? And you're going to have a life after that. And I just wondered like what, because that doesn't define who you are, it just defines a part of what you have done in your life. I wonder like, have you thought about who you want to be um, after basketball? Have you thought about what that master's degree in organizational leadership? I know it comes from a business management standpoint, but it also comes from a standpoint of like what you've already dealt with of, of having a collective of ideas come together and deciding what the best course is and then getting everyone on the same page and then executing it. Have you thought about at all what, what that world, what that part of your life, what you want, how you want it to look, how you want it to play out after basketball is done? And, and before you start, I apologize for putting you on the spot. I know it's a heavy question, but okay. I'm just curious. I don't know. I would say I haven't thought about it much. Um, obviously, it's like, obviously, um, playing the league, you know, we have women who are literally 40 years old, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, they've been playing like for literally their whole lives. Um, and I always think like about them. I'm like, Oh, I wonder what, you know, Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird are, are, you know, going to be coming to end what we're going to do next, you know, but I've actually never thought about it for me just cause I don't, I hope that that's not, <laughs> not, not yet, right. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't really thought about it. I, um, I don't know. It's like you said, it's kind of a heavy question, but, um, it's like, like you said, I mean, I'm dealing with my organizational leadership stuff. Like there's so much stuff in the conversation that we had, for example, the day we set out that like I learned about in class or I could apply some stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's like stuff like that um it's going to be applicable in so many different settings um whether that's in sports out of sports in life in general um I was we were talking about like majors and in classes the other day and I was like um with my with our team actually and I was like everyone should have some sort of like leadership class or something because obviously sports it's important there but like in life in general like it can be so helpful in it's like sometimes crazy to think like people don't think like that just because I've been, you know, been in sports my whole life, been and mm. you know, took these classes, whatever. And it just seems like, um, just like second nature to me kind of, but it's like people don't do that. Like that's insane. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I, I don't, I don't know what that's going to, what that's going to look like, but I know it'll apply, um, in whatever I do. Um, but yeah, it's just, I haven't thought about that much because I hope that's far, far in the future. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I do appreciate your time. And I know when we were talking about this that, you know, just, just to have a conversation like this, I know isn't always comfortable to do. Um, but like everything else, you've, you've done it the way you've done it. Like, you, you know, um, composed and concise and I do appreciate your ability to like kind of like you know tap into your emotions which I assume I can't even imagine what they are um you know as you watch the world you know kind of like bring this subject front and center but you know I do I do very much value your opinion and I appreciate the time that you've spent here talking about these issues and and also the fun you've been having in the league because it's been fun to to kind of watch you like you know go to that level and, 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 and kind of get what you've earned in, in that regard. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you for 
let me, you know, come on and, you know, speak my, speak my, um, what is it? What is that term? Speak my piece or whatever. Yeah, Zagorowski always says speak his piece. So like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, letting me, you know, show people what it's like um, being in the wobble, um, being at the head of social social justice reforms, um, and just kind of just letting everyone, you know, kind of see um, the different aspects of it, you know. So um, yeah. everyone listening to this, go vote. Make sure you're registered to vote. Um, do what you can to, if you want change, you know what to do. So, <laughs> appreciate you, Jalen. You're gonna change the world down there. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much. Take care. Enjoy the rest of the season. Thank you. Will do.